the nugget. Avoid looking forward. Avoid looking forward or backward. Avoid looking forward or backward and keep looking upward. Avoid looking forward or backward and keep looking upward. That's where your help comes from. Amen. <coughs> Glory to God. And today's the first. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that this is the day that you've made, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that as we look to your word this morning, Father God, we will be strengthened. And I thank you, Lord, as we are strengthened, Father God, we will become active, Father God, in the things of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 24. That's Luke, chapter 24. And we're going to be looking at the resurrection of Jesus this morning. That's Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And when they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus... And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Amen. Glory to God. He is risen. What a day of victory. Amen. A day that will be celebrated from now through all eternity. Glory to God. Uh, the plans and purposes of, of God were fully manifested on Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Uh, the powers of darkness were totally defeated. Amen. The curse was broken according to Galatians 3.13. So, amen. Well... Let's go to look at, look at it. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. Amen. So the curse is broken. Amen. And this is the only way that, that sin could be dealt with. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Freedom, liberty is granted by God through the plan of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So how did this all come about? Well, it started at the very beginning in the book of Genesis. Man sinned. Uh, and of course, sin is a terrible thing. Sin defiles, degrades, destroys and sin will damn your soul to hell. Hmm. 
Man disobeyed God and fell into sin. And uh, we live in a world and we, 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 see, we see the results of sin. You know, I, I mean, it's rampant all over. Um, and in the book of Genesis, the first chapter there, a curse was pronounced. Uh, that man had to pay for his sin. And, and, but we found out that an imperfect man could not pay for the sin. It must be a perfect man. And that's why that Jesus was sent. So let's look to Matt, the book of Matthew real quick. Matthew chapter 1. This is why Jesus was sent. Matthew chapter 1. Looking at verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Glory to God. Not only his people, but the entire world. Amen. Um, and then we, turn, we can turn to 2 Corinthians. We're just going to nail that one down real good here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Looking at verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Eliminating sin is not, would not be easy. Uh, there's a great deal of suffering to me, remove sin. In the physical realm, let's look at what took place in the physical realm to remove sin. You know, so, some of us would say, well, I could do that. But I don't think so because this, this is in depth. In the book of Isaiah chapter 52, that's Isaiah chapter 52. This is what one would need to do to remove sin. Isaiah chapter 52. Verse 14, as many were astonished, this is, this is speaking of uh, what would, would take place. As many were astonished at the, his vintage was so marred more than any man, that his form more than any sons of men. Well, I mean, his, you, can, you cannot recognize this individual. Uh, I know we, we see pictures or we've seen films uh, portraying what happened to Jesus, but uh, to be very graphic, you would have to get some hamburger meat, and that's what it would look like. A body would just be just totally skin ripped off, just the flesh and the muscles just being all ripped, ripped up. His vintage was so marred. Then Isaiah 53, since we're there. Verse 4 and 5 and 6. 
Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. So God was doing this. This is what sin would do. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement or our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we are like sheep have gone astray, have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So the, all this sin was laid on Jesus, the physical, uh, his physical being. Back up to... Chapter uh, 50 of, of uh, Isaiah. Ch chapter 50 of Isaiah. <clears throat> Looking at verse 5. The Lord God hath opened my ear... And I was not rebellious, neither turned away my back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Well, you know, in the movie or the renditions, you don't see, you always see Jesus with a full beard, but here it says he gave his cheeks. That means his I mean, it's bad enough you get your, you know, someone pulls your hair, but this is ripping the hair off your face. He had a full beard, so this is horrendous. Then, of course, it says they spit on him in shame, so this is something terrible. Uh, let's go to <clears throat> the book of Matthew, chapter 27. Just, just looking at uh, some of the things that Jesus endured here. <clears throat> Chapter 27 of Matthew. Chapter 27. And beginning with verse 27. That's Matthew 27, verse 27. Then the soldiers and the governors took, governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. Verse 28, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. Now when they say stripped him, this is being stripped naked. Now there is shame. I mean, anybody, you know, everybody that's ever been, you know, someplace... You try to cover your parts, but he was stripped naked and they put a false robe on him. Then let's go to John chapter. I mean, we're jumping around, we're gonna see some things. So John chapter John chapter 19. They stripped him. Verse 1, John chapter 19, verse 1. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And there was, that's where the beating came in. After the beating, look at verse 2. And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put it on him, 
I purple brown. So thorns, now the thorn, I was gonna. You have the keys, John, to my office? In the corner there's a uh, thing about this high and it's wrapped up. It's a piece of wood that has ra uh, wrapping on it. I forgot to bring this out. So you can pause me for a moment there. I just given to me way, way back when. Thank you. Oh, at the time, this was, the thorn, these are, you can maybe see the thorns on this. This was uh, created by uh, a monk, Brother Matthew. I don't know what, what, what order. And uh, a couple gave it to us. But you see, type of thorns, you are sharp, and it was, it was interwoven. I'm, some of these thorns broke off already, but that is quite a in thing to be, have the thorns. And uh, reading again, the soldiers planted, planted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put him, uh, put a purple robe on. Um, what does a crown speak to you of? A king is supposed to wear a crown. Well, this was a mock coronation, one with contempt. And uh, as you read, read different uh, areas, they kind of danced around him shouting, Hail, King of the Jews! And all the while, they gave him a reed that was supposed to be the sepulcher, and uh, not sepulcher, but scepter that uh, kings had, and that was delegating the power. Remember when Esther would go into, wanted to go to speak to the king, nobody could come in unless the king put his scepter out there, so they, they showed power. So here they are, they give, Jesus has this crown, he's stripped, and, and he's got this robe on. It's not one of these long gown robes, it's one of these fake robes, and they were just mocking him. And they took the scepter and they began to beat him on the head or beat the crown of thorns into his head. Uh, it's, uh, not, it was, it's not a pretty picture. And just prior to that, uh, when he was at the trials of, of the, uh, before the the Jewish uh, Sanhedrin, when they brought him first there before they brought him to Pilate, uh, if you recall, I should have wrote it down, if you recall that, uh, remember it says, prophesy? Well, well, they put a cloak over his, over his head and hit him. They said, okay, prophesy, who did it? Who did it? If you're, you're a prophet, you'll know who, did, who hit you. And so they beat him that way. And of course, they, you know, then he went to Pilate, and then his face is already beaten up. And then they find out now that, that not only they beat him up there, then they've, uh, with that, and they pulled out his beard. And uh, this is excruciating pain. I mean, and he couldn't say anything as a lamb, a lamb of God. He could not say anything. You know, he could have called down 12 legions of angels and have them all. Uh, it wouldn't be a 
fireball coming down either. It's like what uh, um, Elijah called a fireball down on, on certain people, but this, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Okay, let's, uh, let's go back all the way back. Uh, we're talking about the crown right now. Let's go to back to, Gen to the very beginning where this, is, this was established. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis chapter 3, we want to look at the uh, beginning of verse 17. And we'll read it all the way through 19. That's Genesis 3, verse 19, uh, 17. And, Adam, and he said unto him, Because thou hast hearkened unto thy voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt, shalt eat of it in all the days of, of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall... Shall, shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herbs of the tree of the field. And the sweat of thy face shall thy, thou eat bread till thy return to the ground. For out of it thou wast taken, for, for dust thou art, and thou unto dust thou shalt return. So we see that the curse was brought in and uh, brought forth the, what? what did the curse bring forth? Thorns and thistles. Wow. And here Jesus is wearing the curse. Jesus is now wearing the curse, the crown, the curse on his head. The curse of sin, the curse of sorrow, and the curse of sweat. We'll figure out, we'll look at that. In the crown represents authority, rulership, and power. And so this indicates three things, even in this mock trial that they were giving. Jesus is king over sin. Amen. It's gone. Jesus is king over sorrows and griefs and mourning and despair. That's two. Jesus is king over, what were we, he said sweat, the Lord said sweat, but you look, at, look it up, it means toil. Uh, worry, fret, uh, nervousness, and anxiety. Uh, let's turn to Psalms 1, 138. Psalms 138 describes this. Psalms 138, verse 8. eight. Because of the, thorn, uh, the crown of thorns, the Lord, verse 138. Psalms 138, verse 8, And the Lord will perfect that which is concerned me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the work of thine own hands. So he's taking care of all that that has come upon us or should have come upon us. And we're all familiar with the book of Mark, chapter 4. You remember Mark, chapter 4? The sower sows the what? Okay. In Mark chapter 4, verse 
we see where the, the, the seed is sown. And thorns and thistles can symbolize, one, the lust of, for other things. Because these are things. Look at verse 18. And these are, way, are they which are sown among thorns. As hear the word. And the cares of the world, the deceitful of riches, the lust of other things. There we go. Three things. The lust of other things, the deceitful of riches, and the cares of the world are the thorns that were placed upon Jesus. He removed them. He took them upon himself. Amen. Oh, some of us need to shout. Okay, let's now go to back up to the book of Matthew. In, in Matthew chapter 27, glory to God, hallelujah. Oops, Matthew 27. Okay, let's go to... Uh, Verse 27, Matthew 27, 27. Then the soldiers and governors took Jesus to the common hall and gathered unto him a whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him and put upon him a scarlet robe, and they plaited the, the, the crown of thorns and put it on his head, and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And he spit upon him and took the reed and smote him upon the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to be crucified. Okay, the robe again, a robe in this area speaks of royalty, the glory and majesty of a kingdom. Jesus is going to take that, that kingdom that Satan had, that, that curse, and take it away. The reed or the scepter is the king's staff. And again, it, it, uh, it shows uh, the power behind the throne, that scepter. Again, the, the crown of thorns is the direct result of sin that leads to condemnation. So this crown that Jesus had, the crown of thorns, it's leading him to condemnation. He's the king of it all. He's crowned. Okay, what else does that uh, thorns do? Uh, turn to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 23. In Joshua chapter 23. Okay. Joshua chapter 23, looking at verse 13. Know for certain that the Lord your God will no more drive out any of these nations before, from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you, and scourges in your sides, and thorns in your eyes, until, the, until you perish from off this good land. See, look what that, the, those thorns do. It destroys Wow. 
Let's go on to, let's move to Proverbs chapter 22. We're just looking at what these thorns are, are typifying in one's life. I'm glad we don't have to have them in our lives. Verse 5, that's uh, Proverbs 22, looking at verse 5. Thorns and snares are in the way of the forward. I'll read that from the Amplified. That's uh, Psalms 22.5. Thorns and snares are in the way of the obstinate and will fall. So we don't, want, we don't want to be in that direction because a lot of things go bad if you're the obstinate. You don't want those thorns uh, bothering you. Okay, now, the crown of thorns that Jesus wore indicated his adoration for us. His great love for us. By wearing that, those crown, that crown of thorns, he showed his adoration or love for us. John 3.16 he was willing to endure anything to reclaim us. We were lost, and he did everything to reclaim us. Uh, let's return to the book of uh, Luke, this time the 23rd chapter. Luke 23. And Luke chapter 23. Uh, let's start with verse 33. That's Luke 23, 33. And when they were come to the place which was called Calvary, there they crucified him and two manufacturers, one on the right hand and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know what they do, and they part his raiment and so forth. Let's go drop down to uh, uh, verse 39. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him. Actually, they were both of them were railing at him at, at the beginning, saying, If thou art, uh, thou art the Christ, save us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Why dost thou fear, dost not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, and for we receive due reward for our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into the kingdom. And verse 43, and Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, thou, uh, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Well, uh, the two thieves respond differently. Uh, in the Bible, there's, there's uh, not contradictions, but uh, contrasts, okay? Um, 
One of the contrasts, a number of contrasts we have is Cain and Abel. One choose God's path, the other one choose an evil path. Abraham and Lot, contrasts. One was selfish and the other was giving. Uh, Ruth and Oprah, the, the daughter-in-laws of Naomi, one chose God, the other chose, chose to abandon God. So we're seeing contrast. Um, King Saul and King David, we see uh, a contrast. One sought God, the other one did not. So here we see a contrast again of the two, of the two thieves on either side. Um, both thieves were guilty of their crimes. The one, one acknowledged it. Both were condemned to death. Both hung alongside Jesus. At the beginning, both railed against Jesus. They, they said they blasphemed at Jesus. You know. But one eventually changed, had a change of heart. And I believe his change of heart came in verse 34. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This man is seeing that... Uh, Jesus is praying for those that are killing him, that have sentenced him to the wrongful death. And this, other, this, this one thief says something is different about this man. Okay? Um, the, other, the other thieves continued in his selfish motive. He was spiritually destitute. He displayed no guilt and, and penitence. He had no humility at all. The other thief heard the testimony of Jesus Jesus' love and mercy, and, and, and Jesus interceding for, for the murderers and those that were uh, railing against them. And verse, well, verse 34 said, uh, Verily I say, uh, not verse 34, yeah, verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know what, know what they do. So that changed this other thief's heart. Uh, this thief admitted that he, the wrongs he did, accepted the punishments he deserved, and he feared God. He acknowledged Jesus as king and proclaimed his righteousness. He placed his faith in Jesus and pleaded for Jesus' help. Remember, Lord, remember me when thou art cometh in thy kingdom. Glory to God. There's the contrast. and That's the way we were at one time. I remember... What, maybe remember the first time uh, someone told you about the gospel? Yeah, well, it's not for me. Um, you know, I've got a lot of things. That, I'm too young. I've got a lot of things to do. And we put it off. You, we were with the same thing with, as the first thief until we found out what Jesus was really like. And then remember me, Lord. Receive me, Lord. Love displayed at the cross. Verily, verily, I send to this, unto thee. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. The author of life was dying. And the dying, and in so dying, gave spiritual life to the, to the spiritual dead. We were spiritually dead, and he, he gave us spiritual life. Okay. 
we're about done and you get out here quick this time. Boy, you guys are lucky. What you get on Wednesday night? <laughs> the, crown, the crown of uh, thorns was a coronation, a coronation, coronation, pardon me, a triumphant crown. He, he tore away the curse that was to be ours. He wore a crown of thorns that we would wear a crown of life. Glory to God, hallelujah. The final payment, though, the final payment would be after physical death. He descended to hell to pay the ultimate price. Go with me to Acts chapter 2. He went to hell. This was Acts chapter 2, verse 27 says, Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer my, thy holy one to see corruption. Glory to God. And go on to verse 30, 31. He seeing this before he spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither the flesh to see corruption. He paid the ultimate price. Glory to God. And when he left hell, he took the keys yes, to death and hell. Glory to God. That means lock that baby up and you're not going to go in it. Yeah. Returning to our first scripture, that's Luke chapter 24. Verse 6, he is not here, but he is risen. Amen. He's not here, he's risen. We sang songs. He's alive. He's alive. Amen. Praise God. Yes, this is a day of celebration. I mean, all, well, I, I believe that every, every individual that made... Uh, made it to heaven is celebrating every day, not just on this day, but it's a celebration of who Jesus is. Uh, we have eternal, he's given us eternal victory. So we can say thank you, Jesus. And now we're going to have a, a song. Listen to the words. It's out of my range, otherwise I would have tried it this morning. I hope you know what a Savior he is. We'll have all eternity to thank him. Well, happy Resurrection Sunday. Let's all stand. Father, we're praising you and we're just giving you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of becoming a child of God, to be blood-washed, to have Jesus lead and guide us, Father God, that your Holy Spirit 
promotes within us, Father God, the principles, Father God, to which we desire to walk in. As we go our separate ways this, this morning, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that uh, we are the blessed and we, count, we can become a blessing to others as we reach out our hand in love, a voice of encouragement. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks if you go our separate ways. In Jesus' name, amen.